What up, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you're listening to it. Also, make sure you leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. If you would like to support the show, we got merch on Teespring as well as a Patreon where I'm giving exclusive content to the subscribers. Thank you to everybody that's subscribing already. If y'all ready to get into the show, this is the art of letting go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is the art of letting go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. Um, avid listener, yeah, which is which is really dope, and I really appreciate. Um. Would you mind introducing yourself to the people? Hello, I am Tori House. Um, I'm situated in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am an attorney. I am a notary. I am a bartender. Okay. (laughs) That's what's up. And Tori is my cousin. Um, so, you know, we go way, 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 way back. Way. <laughs> How you doing today, cuz? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing really good. I can't complain. Um, You know, we are, what, 10 months into the COVID era and we still here. We still alive. Yeah. So things are great. Things are going amazing. Um, still employed. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah still employed. Still employed. Yeah. Yeah. So a a lot of blessings, you know, but, um, I brought you on the show because, uh, you know, this month I really wanted to focus on just goals and dreams and passions and something that I posted online that you reached out to me about was a vision board. Yes. And um, have you ever created one? I've never created a vision board in my life. I've always heard about them. I've always seen other people do them. And I've really, in the past few years, I even said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I never got around to it. But this year, I got around to it. That's dope. That's really dope. Um, It's small, but it's still something. So what... What was your process like? Well, well, first, what is what is a vision board? Can we talk about that just for the listeners that may not so, know what they are? So to me, a vision board is uh, what you project or what you anticipate doing, what you anticipate happening. Um, and most people do it for one year. But really, I even um, went with my niece. And she created a vision board. And hers, oh, wow. hers is a lifelong vision board. So it was interesting to see what she aspires to be, what she aspires to happen in her life. You know, and I was like, wow, this girl really, she understood what I was doing and she wanted to be a part of it as well. You should definitely say that. You should definitely hold on to that for her. That's really dope. Yep. That's really dope. So what was your process like in creating yours? Um, 
I just knew at my age, I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not young either. So I knew some things that I was doing in the past, it was kind of immature. Um, and it was immature because it wasn't really what would get me to the next level. For example, like I'm not married, I don't have kids. So you would think a person who doesn't have all these extra responsibilities would easily conquer whatever goals or whatever they put there, you know, whatever they put on their, on their minds. But for me, I was just riding the wave, just doing, living from day to day and not really achieving anything. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you're so good at this, you're so good at that. Oh, you're really doing it. But to me, I don't think I'm doing it, to be honest. So, and, and I went back to um, a scripture. Um, I can't tell you exactly what scripture it is, but I remember the words, without vision, you know, your, your plans fail. Like you have to write down the vision, make it plain. And that's something that I failed to do. I, I failed to write things down. I failed to put it on where I can see it. And, and I said, well, you know what, God, maybe that's what you want me to do. Maybe you want me to write it down so I can look at it every day, every week, every month, every year for these things to happen. So that's why, that's, that's my reasoning for actually doing a vision board this year. Wow, that's really dope. Um, I wanted to go back to something you said because uh, it definitely stood out to me. But you said you feel like you're not doing it, and um, I just want to know why. Why you think? Why do you feel like that? Um, I just don't. I think maybe my my pockets, <laughs> like <laughs> like my pockets, don't say that I'm doing it you know like i'm i don't live paycheck to paycheck but right. i can't like some people can just go get up and go take a flight somewhere i can't do that and that's sad because i'm single i don't have all these astronomical bills i don't have anything extra but it's some things that i know that i need to cut out so that i can do some of the other things that i want to do i feel you and i also want to tell you like don't don't measure your success to your pockets and i only say that because i know i mean you're a lawyer so you have accomplished a lot that a lot of people haven't you know what i mean and like you you know you like every time i talk to you you always in positive spirits like you are a very caring and loving person so you know i think I think you should definitely look at like your definition of what quote unquote doing it really is. You know what I'm saying? True. You're right. You're right. I guess, I don't know. Like I, I want to, I don't know. I want to do, I want to do what I say I want to do and not do what I've been doing. Yeah. Maybe that's what I equated to. Like I want to travel the world, not just travel the U S yeah. You know, so maybe that's what I'm that's one of the things that I'm speaking of. Do you feel pressure being a black woman to be at a certain level? Oh no. I don't let outside influences, you know, I don't I don't let others dictate what I should do, what I should be, where I should be. 
No, because I would be stressed out like no other. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle it. To be honest. I can't. I feel you. I feel you. Like um, a lot of people, they look at um, entertainers and what have you. No. Mm-mm. I, I can't tell you. I like, I know the name Cardi B, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. That's funny. <laughs> what's what's some of your biggest visions that you had on your vision board? Um, marriage. Okay. But I know but I know that before marriage comes a relationship, right? So relationship. <laughs> yeah. Relationship, marriage. Um I want to invest more. Like I I've been investing um with stocks. But I want to get into real estate. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's on my vision board this year. Um, let me take a look at it real quick. Yeah, go um, for it. And I have an airplane. So that's my travel. You know, that's my goal. I want to travel more. Um, I don't know what COVID going to do, but I want to yeah. travel more. Um, and I have the stock investment. I want a new car. I was I wanted it last year, but the way my pockets were set up, <laughs> I'm not foolish now. I know I'm not to just go get something just to say I have it. Like I don't, you know, no. And then um, I need to get my health back in order. Okay. My health and fitness. Yeah, definitely. That's because I had a pretty a pretty good scare last year with my blood pressure. It was through the roof yeah so health and fitness yeah shit i'm i'm glad to hear you doing good with that um how do you feel like you are as far i mean i know the years just started but do you feel like you on track with what you what you put on your vision board yeah i um actually not to talk too much about it but as far as my investments um i've spoken with a relative i'll leave it at that yeah and um we're going we're on the path to establishing LLC. Okay. In terms of um getting more properties, because we already have two. Um, we're getting more properties and building on the two that we currently have. I'm saying we, but they I'm <laughs> That's dope though. That's really dope. So we're gonna become partners and do that. So I'm on track with the investment part. Um, now the relationship, I don't know. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, um, and I have twins. I have twins on my board too. So okay, whoever this man is, he got to be ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where do you feel like your challenges come in relationships? And I ask that because. I mean, you are a very driven person and, you know, like, I don't know. I, and I guess I, I could see where men might be a little intimidated by you just because of your career and, you know, just your your sureness of yourself and stuff. But I'm curious to know your perspective on things. Um, I was talking to a coworker slash friend last week or week before last. I think it was last week. And... She told me, she said, because she's older, she said, I don't want you to end up like me. I said, what you mean? She said, by yourself. I said, why would I, why would I be with myself? 
She said, because you're mean. <laughs> wow. And and she meant mean to the other sex. You know, like okay. I mean it when it comes to um when it comes to like say a young man wants to take me out. Yeah. And then he ends up canceling. Well, at that point, I'm aggravated, you know. Of course, yeah. Right. And so I'm not going to respond to you the way I once responded to you before you stood me up or before you canceled on me. And so she said, well, don't approach it like that. You know, people, you know, people, things do come up. So forgive him and, you know, just move on. She said, but all the other stuff you do, like, it's, it's just extra. And it's, it, it comes across as being mean. I said, okay. So I think, well, I don't think. I did evaluate and I did look back on some past interactions. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I am, or I can be. Not I am mean, but I can be mean to people when things don't go my way. And so mm. not only am I mean, but I'm kind of selfish so once I get out of that lord help me once I get out <laughs> of that, then maybe prayerfully you know I can keep one <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> but that's the truth yeah and so... it hurt he said it initially but after I thought about it I said she's right I can be mean but would you feel in a way about somebody like flaking on you? Would that be you knowing your worth? You know, because like I, I, I guess because mean is a is a I guess a subjective word, and yeah. I'm kind of like, would would you supposed to be more submissive? You know what I mean? But okay. I see what you're saying. And maybe that's what she meant. But I always look at it as I'm not being submissive to a man who's A, not my husband, or B, not trying to be my husband. I feel you. I absolutely feel you. So that's where I think that's where I have to seek God and, you know, see exactly where he wants me to be. Now, this is another question I have that just popped in my head. What if that man is not in New Orleans? Because I didn't try it all over the U.S. (laughs) 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 I mean, I've dated, I've dated um, a guy in, I've dated two guys in Chicago before. Yeah. He lived in, well... Yeah, they lived in Chicago at the time. Um, I've dated a guy in Jackson, Mississippi before who lived in Jackson, Mississippi at the time. Um, I've dated a guy in Texas. He wasn't in Houston. I forgot what part. But and he lived in Houston at that time. I dated a guy in South Carolina. Like, so he might not be in New Orleans, but at this stage of my life, if he's if he's not in New Orleans, he needs to, and not just him, we both will need to really decide what we're going to do. Like not immediately, but I don't have time to play. Yeah. You know, I feel you. so 
if you're serious about it, then I can be serious about it with you and we can work towards something more meaningful. But just back and forth, I don't have time for it. And not at this point. Ten years ago, yeah. But you know. And I don't mean to get serious with you, but yeah, that's what I stand. No, I feel you. I definitely feel you. Um, what what would your ideal relationship look like at this time? Like what would your ideal relationship like with your partner, like yourself in a relationship, like what does all that look like? Um, big pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has to have like love for God that will trickle down to me. You know, like if you don't, if you don't truly love God, how can you ever truly love me? And so that's what I really, you know, I really look for. And I don't look, I don't ask the person. I just watch, observe and see what their um, daily routine is like. Um, See what, even if they bring it up, I'm not bringing it up because I don't want them to feel pressure, you know, but see if they ever bring it up. And if they don't, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't, you know, love God. But if you really love something, love someone, it's going to be shown. You know, other people are going to know that you love this, you love that. Like my love for Starbucks. Everybody knows I love Starbucks. You know, but do they know that I love Cousin Mike? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think, number one, your love for God is the most important thing. And me searching or me accepting a mate for myself. Yeah. And then after that, then, you know, everything else falls into place. Yeah. Do you feel like the guys you've dated have been on your level? Like as far as like just everything intellectually, like all that? Um, I I would say 75%. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I don't look at um, educational. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, because that, that doesn't doesn't mean much of anything because you can have the most education and be you know there's a doorknob yeah so but you can have the least education book education and be the brightest light bulb in the room you know so right education level has never meant anything to me now how determined or how adamant you are about different things then that's what really draws my attention. Um, like if you're, you've never been to college, but you in music, you in, in the uh, film industry, and you working your tail off, and you doing, you know, working day, night, and you might have a little side gig just to make you a little couple of dimes, but I see that you're working so hard at what you really love, then why not talk to you you know right 
Yeah. So be ambitious. Yes. That's what's up. Um, what do you feel like you bring to the table in relationships? Um, I bring stability. I bring peace because I used to be a firecracker, cuz I used to be a firecracker, <laughs> but I have calmed down so much. Yeah. Um, and I bring love more than anything. And really like the black man and i'm saying a black man because i don't see myself dating outside my race but you never know but um but the black man they don't really receive love from any angle in my in my opinion yeah um the black the black man hate on them the white man hate on them the black woman beating them you know like they you know so I think love is the most um, important factor that I bring when dealing with a guy. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. That's important. Um, What advice would you give to a young Tory? You that firecracker Tory in dating. (laughs) Calm down, (laughs) 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 Tory. Relax. Um, but other than that, I think the the best piece of advice that I can give to my my younger self is don't settle and don't rush. Yeah. Yep. That's because I, I know when I was younger I did I did settle for other things. Um and not just relationship wise, but as a whole. I settled. Um I settled with hanging with certain people because that was the cool thing. Um, I settled with my living situation because that was the cool thing. So I didn't, I always wanted to fit in. I never wanted to stand out. And so I think that would be one thing that I would tell myself, like it's okay to stand out. That's what's up. Cause what is it like for you being a woman in law? I know, I know, we transitioning, but that, like, yeah. I, I've always been curious about that. Um, a woman in law first, and then I'll talk about a black woman in law. Um, where I work now, I think it's very accepted. I work for the city attorney's office in New Orleans. Um, it's very, very accepting. Um, our city attorney is actually a black woman. Okay. So I think that's. That might be the reasoning for my response. Um, but once you're in private practice or even maybe Jefferson Parish, I'm not really sure what their climate is like there. But um, when you're in private practice, I know that it is much different because um, I was in private practice prior to city attorney's office. And it was very, extremely difficult um, and navigating anything um, when it relates to the opposing party, court. Um, so I think if you don't have any guidance, any anybody to assist you with um, with anything, it can be very difficult. Now, for a black woman in law. 
um, it's more accepting, I think, than being a black man-in-law. Um, but black women-in-law, it's as a whole, it's very difficult. Well, in Louisiana, I should say, because I don't know about other states. But um, I think that it's becoming more accepting. Yeah. I think that um, black women rock. <laughs> like, That's real. Like we we get it done for real. And I look at my counterparts, um, my non-black women counterparts, and I'm like, I didn't did 10 million things today and you did one. Yeah. Like how? Like, yeah. how are you not doing 10 things, you know, but um, black women in law, we rock. That's and I'm not up. just talking about myself. I'm talking about all of the black women that I know um, who practice law. They get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. what's, what's been your biggest challenge and how did you get over it? Um, I'm still getting over it. My biggest challenge in you talking about it in law, right? Yeah, in law. Yeah. So my biggest challenge um, right now, I am in the middle of two different departments. Yeah. Um, I'm in in-house and litigation. Um, and in-house is pretty. I mean, pretty easy. Yeah. Not easy, but it's it's not. I don't I don't know the words right now. But it's much easier than litigation. Let me just say that. Yeah. With litigation, um, you're juggling all these cases at one time. Attorney from case A might call you. And then attorney from case B might call you 10 minutes later. The cases are not related. So now you're scrambling your brain trying to figure out, wait, what's this case about? But you have to be on your toes all the time. And so um, I think the not hard part but the the part that i'm dealing with is juggling everything because i'm doing in-house i'm doing litigation i have a hearing tomorrow not really tomorrow but i have a hearing tomorrow then next week i have to file this motion and so i think just juggling everything um has been my challenge yeah um and it's it's probably going to continue to be a challenge until I don't know until when, because <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really a lot. Yeah, it's really a lot. But this is what I wanted. This is what I prayed for, and um, this is what was prophesied over my life. My great grandfather prophesied before I even knew about anything that I would wow. be an attorney. So this is exactly where God wants me to be and I'm I'm doing it. What advice would you give to black women and women, black women, like just coming up in law, like what advice would you give them that you wish somebody probably would have gave you? Yeah, um, definitely do um, internships that that you're interested in. Not just do an internship just to say you have an intern. Um, not just do an internship because it'll look good on your resume, but do something that you are truly, truly interested in. Because once you get out of law school, you won't have that background. You won't have that information to back yourself up if you don't do those internships. 
So, and I didn't do those types of internships. So that's why I would give that advice. Um, I interned with the legislature when I was in law school and I knew I didn't want to be a legislator, but I did it because it would look good on my resume. Yeah. Um, I interned with, um, with the chancellor of the law center. And I did that because it would look good on my resume, not yeah. because yeah. it would assist me. I didn't want to work at a law school. I didn't want to become a, an instructor, you know, so that wouldn't help me along the way. So definitely if um, whatever you're, you're interested in, and I would suggest that you get an internship in that. Um, if you don't know, um, then at that point, then you need to have a, a heart to heart, you know, a, go sit down with a counselor and see, you know, if they can help you so yeah. that you can do those internships that, that interest you. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, what is one piece of advice or like one life lesson that you could share with the listeners? One life lesson. Um, you should have asked me this so I could think about this. <laughs> um, no, it's all life... good. You could take your time. Um, don't get a dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, one life lesson. I don't know. Do you do what do what makes you happy? Do what you're good at. You know, um, don't try to invent, reinvent the wheel. You know, but but make it stand out for yourself. Um, yeah, I think. That's I think dope. What is, I got just a couple of random questions for you. And then I, and then I have another segment that we're going to do, but what is one reminder that you want to set for yourself in the future? If it is to be, it is up to me. Okay. Okay. Yep. And yeah that that was it on that section but i have a new segment it's called five questions of freedom sponsored by feel free to feel free so i'm gonna ask you five questions and you can you got to answer these questions as fast as you can oh lord i'm nervous (laughs) (laughs) um the hornets or the saints the saints uh Wait, the Hornets or the Pelicans? I'm, the I'm Pel- sorry, I'm sorry. The 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 Pelicans, I forget. The, oh. the Pelicans or the Saints? The Pelicans. <laughs> okay. Um, Lil Wayne or Big Frida? I don't know. Uh, Frida. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite DJ in New Orleans? <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> no, nah, it's your answer. I have two. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be... DJ Rosmoon. Okay. And DJ Big Cheese. Okay. Um fourth question. Uh crawfish or gumbo? Ooh. We doing bald crawfish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, Mardi Gras Essence. 
Mardi Gras. Oh, Essence. Oh, I don't know both of them. Yeah. <laughs> because it's two totally different events. Yeah. Two totally different vibes. Um, Essence is real good for the seminars. I mean, the concerts are good too. I'm going to go with Essence. Okay. It took me a while to get to the answer. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Cause... I like Mardi Gras, but I'll just take everything that comes along with Mardi Gras, like king cake. Yeah. Um, I had a piece today, cuz you're going to enjoy your <laughs> get it. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So I'm going to go with Essence, though. Okay. That's what's up. Cuz where can the people find you? Um, on Instagram. It Miss Tori Michelle ESQ, no underscores. Um, and on Twitter, my dog just ran in here. No, it's all good. <laughs> on Twitter, I think it's the same at Miss Tori Michelle ESQ. If not, it's at Miss Tori Michelle. And I also have a new Instagram that I'm um, trying to get up there. It's at Lady Justice925. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's and that's the law Instagram? Yes, that's my law Instagram. All right. So if y'all need a lawyer, y'all know where to go. Yes. Cause thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you being here. Um, thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is the art of letting go. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213 394-2773 also if you would like to support the art of letting go we got some really cool merch as well as we're now on patreon you can find us the art of letting go podcast subscribe to us thank you guys for listening this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go